Good evening to those in social media, and this is Grace and Faith Fellowship. Coming to you with our Saturday night message. Um, always give me pleasure to come to you and just share the word of God with you. And, and so once again, I always pray that you're being helped. Um, and if you're being helped, then always um, just hit the like button. Just tell me how you, how you love the messages. Some of you do, and I appreciate um you let me know that you are being blessed by this and I just want to be a blessing to those um who are listening and if you love these messages sharing with your family and friends um tell people about us grace and faith how we are just sharing the word of god with you and we just want to speak truth into your life help you in any way we can like i said we you know we are available I'll, you can call us and leave a prayer request um, if you need prayer, um, anything, and we uh, also have our Bible studies on Wednesday night where we have different topics. So always available and need anything for us, contact us and we do our best to be a blessing and help you. But we want to continue on this series. We've been talking about why we need God's word. OK, why do we need it? Why is it important that you study the word of God on a daily basis? Um, and most of all, we, we, you do have to be a relationship, but we've just been very specific about what the word of God can do for you, how it speaks truth to your life, how it um, constantly just, you know, you stand on the promises. It will help you in the areas that you need to be helped. Um, but tonight we're specifically going to be talking about um to ask the question well why do we need god's word and the reason why you need it and this is a very touchy topic and and i think all of us need this it says the word of god helps us to forgive and we understand that forgiveness is a a very um sensitive topic um maybe you have been hurt and all of us probably have experienced hurt in some kind of way in our life. And maybe it's something that you've experienced in your childhood, in your adulthood, in your marriage with a friend, you know, some type of hurt that you say, you know what? I can't believe that this happened to me. This person did this. And you know what? You're struggling with it. And we all have struggled. And you know, we all need practice and it said, but you that's what we need God's word for. God's word helps us to forgive. I'm going to read this verse. I'm starting off with this. Psalms 34 and 18. And it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. So listen to the scripture. He says he's close to the brokenhearted. And so it's interesting that because a lot of times when we've been hurt and we've experienced um, hurt from somebody, um, it seems like God is so far away. You know, how can you may be asking the question, um, why did God allow it to happen to me? This person hurt me. This person walked out of my life. They betrayed me. Um, they gave me up for adoption. Why did my parents do that? They walked out on me. You know, all kinds of things. We question those things. And we say, well, if God is God, then why did he allow that to happen? You know, but it says it's, he's close to the broken heart. So God understands you you're going to experience hurt, but he says he's close to you. He's he's not far from you. Okay. 
Because you may be saying, why didn't God stop it? Well, as I, you've heard me say before many times, we live in this fallen world. You know, so nobody that lives on this earth is going to ever live on this earth without experiencing some pain. Because the truth of the matter is some pain we bring on ourselves. We don't cause all of it, but some of it we bring on ourselves because of the decisions that we make. But you're going to experience um, some some brokenness. Somebody's going to hurt you in some type of way. But God says, hey, my word is here to help you forgive, to help heal you in the area where it says he's close to the brokenhearted. So it says when, when we're brokenhearted, we need to stand on God's word. OK, that's when we when you're broken, you need to stand on God's word. When somebody breaks our heart. And betrays our trust. We're in a vulnerable place. OK, and the enemy will use that the experiences to get us to do four things. OK, the four things that will hurt us, make us doubt our faith and rob us of God's blessing. So when you understand that, hey, you you're going, you know, to get your heart broken, but you need that's when you need to stand on God's word. Okay. Stand on God's word. This is why I've important you because hey, you're going to experience some hurt. Well, maybe if it's church hurt, the church hurt, you walked away. Well, God wants to heal you. He wants to heal you of that hurt. And you shouldn't put all churches in the same category because you've been hurt by one whatever that ministry is, okay? All churches don't fit in that category. But understand that, hey, when somebody breaks your heart and, and betrays your trust, you're in a vulnerable place. I want you to know, I know you're in a vulnerable place right now. But see, here's what the enemy tells us what the enemy want to do, okay? When we experience help, hurt, okay, God want us to come to him and allow his word to heal us and give us the ability to forgive. He, he's already given us the ability. God has given you the ability and you need his word to put that in practice and to begin to, to see that come to manifestation. But you need his word to do that. But here's what the enemy is. So God, when we experience things, you know, when we experience hurt, okay, God wants to heal us. He wants to, and, and when we experience it, God wants to, <clears throat> he can develop us through our experiences that's not his god doesn't want that to happen and then some of you may be saying he allowed it to happen well i mean as i said we live in a fallen world so you can't but well, here's what god did he equipped us with everything we need okay to handle life experience whether they're good or bad when you've been hurt and in this case He's already equipped you. Why? Because you may be saying, well, how he's equipped me? Well, the Bible says when you become born again, you have the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, patience. All those things are in the inside of you. And he has equipped you to handle it. And you may be saying, well, why haven't I see these things? Because you haven't developed them. Okay. It's just like a, every person that's ever born, been born. You, Everybody had born with the same muscles. Okay. The difference between the person who you see developing strong, you see the man or woman who's cut and got all the muscles. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only difference between them and us, the person who's not, is that they work out. They develop. They become strong. And so 
when you experience hurt and heartache, God said, this is your opportunity to develop what I put into you. I didn't bring it. I didn't cause it. That's not my goal. Because you sometimes we teach this thing where God wanted you to go through that. You know, God wanted you to be hurt, experience this because he wanted to develop you. No, that's a, it doesn't make sense to me anyway. For God to create a problem so he can show us how wonderful he are. That doesn't make sense. Okay. Doesn't make sense at all. <clears throat> so he doesn't create a problem. Just as he can show you how good and mighty he is. Once again, we live in this fallen world. But here's what the enemy, as I was saying, the enemy wants to us to, when we experience these things, he, he wants to hurt us. He wants to doubt us, make us doubt our faith and rob us of God's blessing. That's what he wants to do. But the enemy, but the enemy will use the experiences. All right, when we experience hurt, here's what the enemy want us to do. Number one is he want us to isolate ourselves. He wants you to say you get all by yourself. And this is what happens. And maybe you experience that right now. You've been hurt. And now you've isolated yourself. And you know what? You don't want to be around nobody. You don't want nothing to do with people. You don't trust people no more. You know, you want you to isolate yourself. Feel like you all by yourself. See, that is the trick of the enemy. When you've experienced hurt, you've experienced hurt. Maybe you've been hurt really bad. But the enemy's now he's got you by yourself. You talking to yourself and you just exposing yourself to all your negative thoughts. And you all you all alone with your negative thoughts. And then you want to take you down a road where, hey, worst case scenario, some people commit suicide. But this is the this is the plan of the enemy. This is what he's trying to do to you. And don't let him do it. Don't isolate yourself. My dad used to always use an analogy about just like um, coals on a grill. Um, you know, when you heat them up and you put the lighter fluid on, whatever case may light them up. They all they all get hot and they all they're hot together. They're all feeding off each other. But if you take one of them out and sit it to the side, it is going to happen. It's going to cool off. And this is what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to you to isolate yourself, get away from people who are the body of Christ, saints, you know, especially when you've been hurt by people that's in the church, get you away and say, hey, you know what? I don't trust nobody. I don't want nothing to do with nobody. That's the trick of the enemy. Number two is that he wants you to lose, he wants to lose your sense of trust. So we suspect the motive of everyone we meet. So he wanna get you in, don't trust nobody. So he wants you to put that, that same Whatever some one person did to you, he wants you to think that everybody's going to So you lose your sense of trust for people. Don't trust anybody. And see, here's the thing where you need to understand that God works through people. There's no way around. He works through people. You maybe say, well, I don't need nobody but God. Yeah, it's not you, but because God works through people. All through the Bible, you see how God used men and women to get his work done. That's how God was. So God, if you have this thing of you'll lose your sense of trust 
If you lose your sense of trust with people, guess what? The, the very people that God want to put in your life to help heal you in that hurt so that you can forgive. You won't you won't put yourself around people that God put into. God will send people to help you get to a place where you can forgive, where you can be healed of that hurt. And but if you're not open to that, if you have this mindset that I don't trust anybody, you lose your sense of trust where you don't want talking about you think everybody's going to do the same thing in you that this person did. You know, you think, hey, because you've been married one time that you know what? Now, you know what? You meet somebody who God have sent in your life. But guess what? You're going to reject that person. You're not going to be able to receive what God has for you. Why? Because you lost your sense of trust. You, you think that everybody's out to get you. Everybody's out to hurt you. You think that everybody is trying to manipulate you, take advantage of you, treat you the same way that maybe that one person did to you. And so you lose your sense of trust. And that's what the enemy wants to do. And you don't want him to do that. But God's word will help you in that area. If you get in God's word and meditate on his promises, and then you allow the Holy Spirit to heal you in that area, then you won't think that. You won't lose your sense of trust with everybody. Okay, You won't treat everybody the same way you know, or think everybody's out to get you because the Holy Spirit will send people in life and he'll be, he'll allow you to recognize who you can and cannot trust. But you got to be sensitive to his voice. And then you, and how do you hear his voice? You hear his voice through his word. I, I often say, if you want a word from God, you got to get in the word of God. Okay. If you want a word from him, you got to get in the word of God, okay? All right, number three is, this is what the enemy want to do. Cause bitterness to be deeply rooted in your heart, which impacts our relationship with our family and our friends. If you allow that, if you don't allow God to heal you of that hurt, if you don't forgive, you don't allow God's word to help you forgive, it's going to become root it's gonna be a root of bitterness and i'm going to go to hebrews i got a script for that hebrews chapter 12 of uh, verse 15. hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 and i'm going to read it from the passion translation i thought this was really good read it from the passion it says here so watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace and make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within them, which can only cause trouble and poison the hearts of many. Now listen to the scripture. This is, I love what it says. It says, watch over each other. It's telling us, this is Paul. I mean, this is the writer. I'm not sure. They said Paul may wrote this book, but we're not quite sure of the writer. But the writer says, watch over each other and make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace. See, the thing is, if you don't allow God to heal you of that hurt, you're going to miss the revelation of God's grace. Matter of fact, you are missing it because, hey, guess what? One of the things you need to understand is that, hey, 
God, out of all the stuff that you did, God forgave you. He forgave you. you we've hurt him. We've hurt him. We've betrayed him. We've turned our back on him at some point. We don't do everything. We have hurt God in so many ways. But guess what? He has unconditional love. He forgives us. He says, hey, I won't even hold it against you. He does that. And so you missed that revelation. So, and this is why when you allow yourself to be, to stay in hurt, to stay in and to allow to become bitter in this, you're going to, you're missing the revelation of God. But he says, make sure that no, no one lives with this root of bitterness. You've had it so long that you become bitter against people. Begin against, you know, your families and friends. You know, you don't trust anybody. You don't even want to be around your family because maybe family hurt you. You know, now, now that doesn't mean, let me say this. It doesn't mean um, that you have to, uh, forgiving somebody doesn't mean you don't set boundaries. I think I need to say that. You can forgive somebody, but you can, you have, you set boundaries. You don't have to necessarily have a close relationship with them anymore. If you feel like that, you know, it's not going to benefit you to have that relationship, but you still can forgive them. You you don't have to be angry with them and don't want to be around them, but just say, you know what, we can no longer have that type of relationship anymore. Or you can just say, you know what, I have to set down, depending on what the situation is, you may have to set boundaries. You may have to set boundaries and not be around that person anymore. But the thing is to hold that resentment and that anger toward them. This is what this is saying. I said, let me go. It says, make sure that no one lives with a root of bitterness springing, sprouting within them, which could, which will only cause trouble and poison the hearts of men. So you're going to poison by you being having that root of bitterness. You're going to poison other people too. People don't want to be around you, and we don't want that. And you maybe say, "Well, I'm okay with that," but that's not true. You don't want to be where you know you're not around because we need people. We need people, and God wants to use people to be a blessing to us. And so, but you don't want to allow that that unforgiveness become a root of bitterness. Okay, where hey. You just say, hey, don't want to be around nobody. But that's what the enemy do. And the last thing the enemy, when we experience these, this hurt, here's what he want to do. He says, make us want to get even by seeking revenge. Maybe you say, you know what? I want to get revenge. That person hurt me. I'm going to hurt back. And that's human nature. That's just the human nature in us to say, you know, when you've been hurt, I want to get that person back. But let, let's look at First Thessalonians, okay, 5 and 15. And let's look and see what that says. Let's see what the word of God has to say about that. First Thessalonians 5 and 15. And I'm going to read this from the, the New Living Translation. Five and fifteen. And it says, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. He says, see that no one pays back. He says, don't pay back evil for evil. I know that's what your flesh want to do. And I know that's, you know, hey, 
you don't know what they did to me. I know you're saying that, but the God is saying through his word, he says here, don't pay back. Don't, don't seek to pay back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Okay. Let me go back and read 14. It says, brothers and sisters, we urge you, we, you to, and we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Time of building, encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. He said, see that no one pays back evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. God said, I want you to be good to all people. And like I said, once again, you can't do this without the help of the Holy Spirit. But it's the title that said, God will help you forgive, but you got to get in his word. You got to meditate on scriptures about forgiveness, about and God will help you. He will help you. And you ask God, as you mentioned, hey, God, help me to do this because I know this is what you word. This is what you want. So you have to be understand. This is what the Holy Spirit this is what he wants, but you have to do it. God's word helps this is why we need his word because words help us to forgive of the people that hurt us it will help you do that but this doesn't have to happen to us so the fourth thing we talked about it don't happen to happen to you you can avoid these things instead we can stand on the verses we the verses some of the verses i read i'm going to read a few more verses here let's look at jeremiah 31 13 it says the lord it says it is close to the brokenhearted. He rescued those whose spirits have been crushed. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for joy. So listen to what God would do. He said, I'm close to the brokenhearted. I know you've been hurt. I know people betrayed you. I you know I get it. God, he feels our pain, but he says, hey, I'm close to you. If you will reach out to him, how do I reach out to him? I'm telling you through his word. Through his word, you reach out to him and ask him to help you. He said he rescued those whose spirits have been crushed. Maybe you've been crushed by what happened to you. You can't believe it happened. But he says, "He, I will turn your mourning into joy. God has the ability to do that through his word, through the help of the Holy Spirit. He will turn your mourning into joy. He will comfort them and, and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing i know you're sorry for it but god says you can rejoice in the midst of your pain he wants to give you joy he wants to give you joy even though you've been hurt you in spite of what has happened in spite of what has been done to you by someone else he said i can give you joy but it comes through his word let's read luke let's look at luke 14 and 18 it says the spirit of the lord has anointed me the priest the gospel to the poor to heal the broken heart. Look at that. Okay. God's word heals the broken heart. He says, proclaim liberty to the captives. See, you've been captive. You've been placed in prison by your experience. By your experience, you've been placed in prison. God said, hey, he want to set you free on tonight. If you allow the word of God to hear, he said, recover sight to the blind. He said, set and live with those who are oppressed. The word of God can do all these things for you if you allow him to do today. Now, let's look at this last scripture. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. That's the way it says, get rid of all bitterness, 
rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Man, that's powerful right there. He says, get rid of us. So notice, we got to play a part in this now. He says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. As he says, well, it's all. And he says, you need to get rid of that. And allow God, where God's word will take all that from you. As you get into his word and meditate on his word, he says, hey, get rid of that stuff. You don't need that stuff. It's not going good for you. It's the only thing it's going to do. It's going to affect you physically with your health. Emotionally. It's going to affect those things. Even though you say if you're Christian, it's going to affect you. You got to get rid of those things. I know what, what they did to you hurt. He says, get rid of that, all that. He said, but instead, instead of holding to the, all the bitterness, rage, anger, to all the harsh words, all the slander, because I mean, you slander, it means you want to, you know, say something about somebody, put some room or, you know, put it out there, what kind of person they is, you know, what the people need to know how bad they are. Yeah, you know, and you may be valid in doing it, but God, God says, don't do that. He said, I don't want you to do it. He said, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. You got to forgive them. Listen to the last part. Just as God, through Christ Jesus, has forgiven you. Notice I pointed out, you have did things to God that hurt him. That we didn't deserve his grace. We don't deserve his grace, not by the stuff that we do. But guess what? He gives us to us in a way. He forgives us. You know, his forgiveness is everlasting. Never runs out. So he forgave you. So guess what? In return, he said he wants you to forgive others. Now, this is a want to. You don't have to. Okay, but this is a want to. Some I know sometimes we in the Bible where well, you gotta forgive. You don't forgive, then you can't go have. I'm not. That's not what the Bible says. God is saying here, forgiveness is a commandment to forgive, but it's a commandment that you have to want to do. Under His grace, you have to want to do it, because God understands that if you don't, it's gonna affect you. You or you're hurting yourself when you don't forgive. Okay, he wants to release you so he, he can you can be free to do what he called you to do, to show the world that, you know, what, no matter what somebody has done to you, God has given us the power to forgive and to love them unconditionally, no matter what they've done. You can still have you can have peace. You can uh, know what they did, but not feel the pain anymore. That's what God wants. But if someone has hurt us. Or hurt you and broken your heart, um, you need to forgive them. If someone has hurt you, somebody's broken, you need to forgive them on tonight. Okay. It's often not just one, it's not often that a one-time thing. Let me say that. Okay, forgiveness is not just a one-time thing. I don't want you to get in get into the word, find a scripture. In the word on forgiveness and read it one time and think, you know, bam, it's supposed to be done. No, it, you, it may take you meditating on that scripture for, for weeks and months and maybe years. But 
Understand that, hey, you're going to get your breakthrough. You're going to get your relief. So it's, it's, it's not often just a one-time thing, okay? We need to keep on forgiving them, people until we're free in our mind. That's what you want. You want to keep on until you're free. If you're not free in your mind, then it's not, it's, it's, it hasn't come to manifestation yet. If you're not free in your mind and say, you know what? I know they hurt me. I don't like it, but you know what? I'm not going to, I'm okay because God is here. I'm going to forgive them. You know what? Because, hey, God forgave me. And you know what? Hey, I'm going to move on with my life. I got greater things, you know, going, and God got great things for me. They may have walked down on me, but you know what? God got somebody else for me. I know he do. You know, I know he has great things for me. And so, hey, you have to understand. So it's not just a one-time thing, but we, we need to keep on until we our minds are free. Forgiveness is a challenge, especially when we're hurting. It's a challenge. I'm not going to sit and tell you nothing that is easy. That's not what I'm advocating, okay, tonight. But I'm saying you need God's word to help you forgive that person that hurt you. You need that's why you need his word so that you can forgive that person. And the power is in God's word. That's one of the things that we talked about. We why you need God because God's word has power. It has the power to help you forgive. So forgiveness is a challenge, especially when somebody hurt. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, and this is the key, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we'll get there. So that's what I want you to do. The Bible even says, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, it said, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. This is the only way you're going to accomplish this. So when I say keep your eyes on Jesus, okay, I'm also saying keep your eyes in the word. Because you cannot talk about Jesus without talking about the word because he's all in the word. Okay, so keep your eyes on him. You'll get there. I got confidence you're going to get there. You say, I'm not there. I'm so far away. But I can have you keep your eyes on Jesus. You get in that word, meditate on that word, and get in there and eat. Okay. You get in there, just eat that word of God, eat, and just allow it to grow you in that area of forgiveness. You're going to get there. Okay. You're going to get there. And so I believe that on tonight. So once again, I'm going to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, um, I thank you for those who are listening. God, I thank you for ministering healing right now to them in the area of their hurt. God, I thank you for giving them the ability to forgive the person who hurt them, who betrayed them, who walked out on them, God, who gave up on them. And I thank you, God, for healing them right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you for ministering to their hurt, setting them free of all the, the guilt and the shame and the anger and the bitterness, all the harsh words that they've said, God, I thank you that right now they are repenting and asking you to forgive them all the, the harsh things they say, all the, the, the people, the names that they've slandered, God. I thank you, God, that you are restoring them right now in the name of Jesus. You know, the spouse that walked out, I thank you, God, that they have been forgiven them right now. You've given them the ability to forgive them. 
and set them, God, as they forgive, you are setting them free right now. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering them. You know, for the father who walked out, who disowned that child, I speak healing to that child right now in the name of Jesus, who don't want a relationship with their kid. I speak healing to that person to say, you know what, even though they want, I forgive them and I release them to God and pray for them that God, you will save that person, even that the person who got, person who hurt them, that you will save them and they will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I give you all the praise in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Once again, thank you for listening. We are always love to come and share the word of God again. We'll be back with you again on next week to share the word of God. We'll continue on this series while we need God's word. And once again, thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.